0: My new book is out on Audible, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. You can grab it right now. Here's what a user Thomas Lornaviticus said. Latka is the real deal. Five stars. Hey, Nathan, I just listened to your podcast with JLD. You killed it. I saw your book earlier last week and thought, meh, I'll wait when Kindle costs 199 or whatever as I have over 150 books to catch up with. But then I sensed that this book may have something I need right now. I bought it for full price but didn't really start reading it. Then, talking with JLD, you mentioned that the strategies may not work if you wait. And that's so true. I read it. I'm feeling pumped to devour it even more. Thank you for sharing it all and kicking ass. Guys, all of you that listen to the podcast, you are the reason I wrote the book. SaaS CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, go grab it today at capitalistbook.com. Especially if you like audio, go grab the audible version right now. Again, capitalistbook.com. Media again, guys, helping you get better, more customized, more personalized information about whatever you're experiencing health wise. 130,000 subscribers, founded in 2012, launched in really in 2013. Two revenue streams, seven full time folks, 35 around the world, one to five million bucks raised, raising right now. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. With over five million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello everyone, my guest today is Tal Gavoli. He is the CEO and co-founder of a company called Metavizer, leading a revolution in how health information should be presented, making it personal. All right, Tal, you're ready to take us to the top.
1: Sure, so when people are diagnosed with illness, they're not really given a lot of great information from their healthcare provider. They'd like to educate them, they'd like to spend time with them, but they really can't do that. So instead, patients are left on their own. They uh, go directly to Dr. Google, to the wild, wild web, which just overwhelms with, re- with them with repetitive, irrelevant, outdated, unreliable, unsafe, and incomprehensible health information. They really don't know what to trust, what applies to them, and what they should do. So that really leaves them in a daze, and doctors can't keep up with all medical advancements, can't help them resolve those issues. What we do is get them the personally relevant, cutting-edge health information that really matters to them.
0: Okay, and how do you, I mean, so I would say, okay, WebMD, right? That's what most people use. Why? I don't understand how you're better. How do you get personal information on me to make sure you give me better advice than I could get from WebMD?
1: First of all, WebMD will be generic. What you do to use MetaVisor is you first create a medical profile on MetaVisor. So we ask you about 10 questions about yourself and about 5 to 15 questions about each medical condition that you're coping with. So we actually know where you're at within your treatment journey, within the specifics of your medical condition. And we use that to figure out what of the 42,000 research papers that were published last year on diabetes or the 1,688 open interventional recruiting clinical trials for breast cancer would be irrelevant to a given patient. Now WebMD doesn't do any of that. So there's some static information, and everybody that's looking for prostate cancer information will see exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. In MetaVisor, every person will get exactly what's relevant just for them.
0: Okay, and and how do you, con- I mean, even if, they, even if they are going through a medical condition, that is still a lot of friction to get to a result. A bunch of questions. Like, first of all, I don't even remember half the stuff that I have. What shots? To, I mean, I, know, I, I get asked these medical questions all the time when I go to the doctor and half the people don't know, including myself. So uh, how do you get people to go through that friction and then what's your revenue model? How do you make money from this?
1: Okay, sure. So first, uh, you tell us only what you know, okay? That's one thing. So. Uh, we ask a bunch of questions, and if you know the answer, it's great. If you don't, uh, just say, I don't know, and skip it. So tell us as much as you can. And most people know what meds they're taking, what the doctor told them. Do they have type 1 or type 2? What's the A1C level in their last result? They know information about themselves or what type of breast cancer they had and so on. So they know enough to give us a direction. That's one. Uh, so they first provide that information. By the way, the more information they provide, the more personalized it is. And how we make money, so uh, on one hand, we license the technology and content to various partners like uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, like healthcare providers. And on the other hand, we uh, are paid by biopharma to reach and engage hard-to-find patients without compromising the privacy or the security of the patient. So the patient is always in the driver's seat. They always are the ones that make the choices.
0: Okay, so this is basically a licensing model. You're licensing the tech out, and then the big companies are paying you to get basically HIPAA-compliant information to help and get people more value.
1: Yeah, and by the way, also, for example, for patient recruitment. So the biopharma are spending billions each year just to find patients for their recruiting clinical trials. And patients actually want to know if there is a clinical trial that could help them. So we help make those matches. So help me— Again, without—
0: yeah, yeah. H- Help me understand which of these revenue streams is larger for you. There, it sounds like there's two separate things here.
1: Right. So the, ultimately, over time, it's going to be a, basically a, the biopharma is going to be larger. What is it to, today,
0: though? What, what's larger? Today, it's about 50-50. Oh, it is. It's right down the middle. Okay, interesting. Um, and put this on a timeline for us. When did you launch the company? Uh,
1: late 2012.
0: Okay, 2012, and, and why? I mean, give, give me a little insight into where you were in life. Did you just leave corporate and, and want to do your own thing, or where, why'd you launch it?
1: No, actually, we all uh, uh, all have seen the issue, the problems coping with serious or chronic illness in the family. So um, family members with cancer, ultimately my daughter also uh, uh, fell ill and required a heart transplant uh, so each of us was, uh, you know, became what I call a chronic web researcher in their own right, and we realized that the thing is broken. Basically, uh, that when patients or care really want to know more, there's really nothing that they say that quenches their thirst for knowledge. So we all want to know more to be able to help navigate the care. Uh, if uh, if we weren't empowered patients, we wouldn't be able to do it our loved ones. So uh, that's, uh, we thought, why can't we bring this sort of capability to everybody?
0: And who is we? What's the team size today?
1: So, uh, so my co-founders and I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a software developer grown up. I've led innovation in large and small companies over, over the years. Uh, my a partner friend, and friend of mine from elementary school, he's a, a, he was ex-faculty of Yale and Columbia. He started over 10 other health tech companies. He's called Oren Fierst. And Professor Steve Kaplan, he's a world famous urologist, an accomplished researcher, and an entrepreneur. So uh, basically that's the team that uh, set up MetaVisor. And now we're uh, about 35 contributors around the world working on what we're doing.
0: Is now. that full, those are full-time people?
1: No, not we don't have 35 full-time staff. It's all, most of the team is part-time. There's a core of about six, seven people uh, full-time.
0: Okay, so seven full-time and then call it maybe 20, 25 kind of uh, freelancers.
1: Yeah, more 35 freelancers. So it's more like maybe 50 people uh, around that advisor right now.
0: Got it. Got it. I see. And those those people that are kind of off and on, they're looking at the research, they're tweaking things, they're making the engine more effective. Like what are they contributing typically?
1: Yeah, so we have a patented technology, uh, granted patent uh, on the technology, on the core technology. Have you
0: defended it yet?
1: Yes, yes. Now, well, we, ha- we haven't asserted it. We haven't uh, prosecuted it against anybody. We just, uh, we just got the patent. <laughs> so uh, we're not running. I don't know that anybody's infringing it yet. So until I know that somebody's doing what we're doing, uh, we don't know that there's no uh, need to defend it yet. Uh, uh, so anyway, so basically, eventually, it may be uh, useful. Right now, we're just doing our diligence and protecting the IP that we're creating. But we also have a model where contributors around the world create and contribute to our content. They train the algorithms, vet the outcome of the algorithms, and so on.
0: Okay. and, And bootstrap this, or have you raised capital?
1: We've raised capital.
0: Okay. How much have you raised?
1: Several million dollars from angel investors.
0: Okay. Did you do a convertible note, or was actual equity?
1: So we did a convertible, then equity. So right now there's no notes. Everything's uh, all shares. Uh, it's all, uh, it's, basically, all con- it's all converted. No, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all converted. Yeah. Okay. We are ahead. about to raise capital, but right now uh, uh, we're, uh,
0: yeah. Okay, so let's say you've, co- you raise call between one and five million. Is that fair to say when you say a couple million? Yes. Okay, and, and walk us through the decision today. Why are you raising additional capital?
1: Well, uh, because uh, we're not profitable yet. So uh, as long as, uh, you know, uh, we uh, see profitability on the horizon, but we're not there yet. So when we, uh, we don't need capital, when it, we're either profitable or we don't need to grow more fa- faster than we are today. today. We're, by the way, helping over 130,000 subscribers uh, in 129 countries, though the vast majority are in the U.S., uh, but uh, we will need more capital because otherwise we're going to run out of cash at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and how much are you looking to raise right now? A couple million. Okay, so maybe another one to five? Yeah. And if you do get that capital, how many months or, or what year, what month do you think you, you hit profitability or break even?
1: Uh, we have a plan to reach profitability within 12 months.
0: Okay, so, so 12 months from the raise or 12 months from today?
1: 12 months from the raise.
0: Okay. So let's say if that takes six months, you're talking like late 2019, maybe early 2020.
1: We think we're going to raise it much sooner than six months, but yes.
0: Okay. Um, And and what gives you the confidence you're going to raise so quickly?
1: Uh, Well, partners and investors that we're in touch with, obviously. And it never took us six months to raise money, so... uh, So we think we could do it faster. Great, But yeah, on average, I think that's a safe assumption in general that it takes six months. It just uh, hasn't taken us that long.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, I want to dive more into the kind of this 50-50 split between kind of biopharma folks paying you directly. And then it sounds like the other side is you're licensing the technology out. Um, Help me understand if I'm a biopharma firm and I'm paying you. I mean, I don't know if I'm paying you like a dollar per search or like a million. Are you like enterprise or are you more high volume, low ARPU?
1: No, more... uh, it's usually bigger, longer deals uh, to longer term engagement. So uh, for example, a clinical trial uh, that uh, wants to be accelerated, it could be a six figure deal uh, to work with us to help accelerate that trial.
0: Many of you guys are just starting out or you're launching a new landing page specific to a new product and you're going, how the heck do I manage this website? Well, whether you're developing a personal brand, building your own business or working for a big company, your online presence is critical to your success. This company called pantheon is the leading web ops provider powering more than 285,000 000 websites entrusted by small businesses startups and some of the most well-known brands like coach and the aclu they were rated as a leading product for both small businesses and enterprises and named one of the top 10 software products of 2019 by g2 crowd pantheon's web ops platform helps you build manage and optimize your website so whether you're just building your dream or you're already on your way pantheon can help you deliver the best online experience and future-proof your digital presence. You guys know websites, I believe, have to be hyper-optimized to drive conversion rates from lead to, again, to actual sale to then actual retention. So if you want to get started with Pantheon, go to nathanlacka.com forward slash Pantheon to learn how Pantheon's web ops platform can help you. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N. So, I mean, is it fair to say a good average on the biopharma side might be called a $80,000, $90,000 kind of 12-month deal?
1: I think it's premature to uh, decide, you know, to determine the deal size per type of deal uh, we have right now. You know, I'm
0: just I'm just looking for your average talent. I mean, look at your, co- your historical cohort. I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, that, that, that it could be fair. Yeah.
0: OK, well, I mean, it could be fair or it is fair. When you look at all the past deals you've done, are they generally in that range? Um,
1: I would say that sounds right.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. That's helpful to understand. So, cause my, my up question to add is what is the sales process on that look like? Are you out hustling, driving the sales or do you have a sales team or how's that work?
1: That's how it's going to work. Okay. Uh, so far, the interesting thing is that the, uh, the last four deals have come to us and closed within three months. So uh, without us even meeting them. Uh, so yeah, we had phone, phone conversations and so on, but, uh the last deals have actually discovered us online, uh, found out that we could help them and engaged with us. So uh, now we don't think that's going to continue uh, or maximize the market opportunity by doing that. So we're going to have to have a sales force that actually goes and targets these specific partners for us mm-hmm.
0: yep of course and then when you look over the past six years since your 2012 launch how many of these biopharma deals have you closed obviously it's more than four because you just said you had four in the couple, you know recent recent past but how many total
1: yeah so uh, we're, I'm not going to go into that but uh, first of all we didn't launch in 2012 we launched in 2013 uh, in the summer of 2013 we had a beta uh, we the company was launched in 2012 but it took us a while to build the product to get the technology up and so on. Okay. Well, just uh, uh,
0: <laughs> just because that's what yeah. I meant, right? You launched in 2012, that was when the company launched. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, you go to, you go to market, you go to market 2013, you have kind of five years to be selling. So, so again, how many of those bioformer deals have you closed? Are we talking like 10 or a hundred?
1: No, no, no. We're, uh, close to the 10 than to a hundred.
0: Okay. Fair enough. It's, uh,
1: uh, these are, yeah. Uh, it, these, these are not hundreds of deals. Um, uh, but of course that's the opportunity. yeah yeah, of course, and it sounds there like you, it sounds like it sounds like
0: growth is pretty healthy. It sounds like in the past just 12 months alone, you, you've had four or five come in or three or four come in kind of no touch, right? Yeah, that's great. And then and then help us educate us on the other end of this. So the licensing the actual technology. How much of this is actually kind of codified, especially considering you have 35 kind of freelancers who are constantly tweaking it. Do all the license partners get all those tweaks as well?
1: So there's a, when I say tweaking it, it's a, all individualized items of information. So it's very, very scalable uh, in terms of the process. Uh, but in the, the, the license, I'll give you an example. The Leukemia Lymphoma Society, they have a, an online community that they're trying to cultivate. They, they sponsor blood cancers in a Metavisor, and they license the content that we provide so that we could feed it into their community members. So that's an example of a, and this licensing well so are, they, this are, they licensing actually- hotel?
0: are they licensing the content because you just mentioned earlier you're like finding research reports on very specific things based off questions your subscribers ask that's not your content but you're making the content way easier to discover for the right person so are you licensing the actual tech to them for discoverability or the or you're actually creating original content
1: we're creating original content as well. So basically, what would it help that we give a 20-page PhD-oriented research article to a, a lay person coping with lymphoma?
0: No, but that's why WebMD is successful. That's it a, dumbs everything down.
1: Well, we, we don't dumb it down. We interpret and summarize it and allow people to make well-informed decisions about their care. And by the way, WebMD doesn't do that for the latest research. So if you understand, I mean, WebMD's information is essentially fairly static. Uh, there's a page about lymphoma and about treatment options, but it doesn't get updated every research paper that gets updated. Now, in, in, as an individual, I care if there's something that could affect my personal care or my loved one. Uh, that's what we do. And we, and we basically interpret research and create these uh, summaries that are useful for patients. And those are the things that our original content that MetaVisor consistently creates.
0: And on the licensing side, like the Leukemia Society you just mentioned. So oh, help me understand. Don't tell me, obviously, what they're paying specifically. But on average, what does that kind of product look like? What, what do you charge for that kind of thing?
1: We won't get into that. But it's a, it's a substantial long-term engagement. Okay. So something uh, that...
0: Yeah, I I, I, don't, I don't care about if it's long-term, short-term, high, or low, I care about how you price. Is it usage based off number of searches? I mean, what, how do you structure the pricing?
1: Um, it's a, it's a basically a monthly subscription to this content for them.
0: Okay, but there's no there's no ability for you to charge more if you know that they're going to have 100,000 searches a month versus only five searches per month?
1: We do. We, it, but it, it, Okay, what we provide them is not the personalized aspect. For the personalization, they refer back to us, okay? okay. So these people, these individuals that are coping, uh, they can get unpersonalized content there, and if they want it personalized, they come to us and subscribe. So there's an also they're also referring, essentially, people, more subscribers to MetaVisor as part of this process as well. What they license is unpersonalized. It's not the number of searches per month not the number of people that they serve either.
0: So what, that's what I'm asking. What do you price around?
1: Basically a specific SLA of a service that they get of information feed.
0: Okay, but doesn't, aren't they getting significantly more value out of your technology if they're helping a hundred thousand people every month versus 10 people per month and what, and, and so are you telling me if someone licensed it and they only think they're gonna have 10 searches per month versus a hundred thousand per month, it's the same price?
1: it may be it depends again on the on the way we're modeling it for them what we we, all, uh, we it's not like we have uh, uh, yes it's a service platform that we have okay but it's uh, uh, that doesn't mean that the business agreement that we have is uniform okay so it's not repeating necessarily the same i don't necessarily expect that every deal that we have will be modeled in the same fashion so uh, and would be used in the same way uh, so each uh, so we do have I'd say more level customization per deal, more per the deal than for the product or service that we actually offer.
0: Got it. So, this is more like a productized service. There's kind of professional services on top of the underlying software based off every deal.
1: Again, there's a little bit of tweaking to get our form factor into their app, website. a mode, but that's it. It's really, it's not, we're not selling professional services. We're not marking up. But tell you services. just
0: said every deal is different and not uniform. So you can't have both. It's either you're selling a uniform product and there's no services or you're selling something highly customized and there's a lot of service.
1: Exactly. But no, it's actually different. It, 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 there is a between in those two things. I understand where you're coming from completely. Okay. But uh, there actually is a way to do this. The services is, is very general purpose. And it's like a Easy to API, easy to uh, incorporate. There's a little bit of tweak to make that happen, and then it's running. Okay, so there's no. Uh, imagine, let's say there's a, a, a I don't know, $200,000 deal and $2,000 worth of customers. What do you think? Uh, and all the rest is the same thing. It's just the same engine block, uh, and it works. So what do you say? Is there? Yes, every every deal it has that $2,000 component but it doesn't mean that the business is a customized you know, solution. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, then that, it would go back to my point. You are selling basically the same thing to every person. It's not highly custom. I mean, you said it was highly customized. It's not the same.
1: It, it Again, it, it adopts a very different form, okay? But it requires very little effort to make it so.
0: Got it. Okay, cool. We, that's we've- the... I totally get it. We beat this point to the ground. I get it. There's definitely a middle ground. I see how you're optimizing that with APIs and, uh, the 2000 to 200,000 ratio is helpful to understand. Um, How many of these licensing deals have you signed? Is it kind of the same as the biopharma stuff like 10ish?
1: No, uh, less. This is much rarer. So, uh, so we have a, we have a handful of those, but they're long-term. So they're nice.
0: Yeah. Now are they, are you getting three years of like all that cash up front or it's like a three-year deal and they pay every month, every, uh, every year?
1: So usually the first year is almost up front and then it continues.
0: Yeah, okay. I was going to say, if you figure out a way to get all three years up front, you figure out how to you know bridge the cash gap, you don't have to go raise a, hundred, you know, a million to five million now and uh, take dilution, right? Uh,
1: good point. I'm having that debate actually myself because right now we're structuring additional deals. Yep. Okay. And I'm really debating, uh, racking my brain, uh, what do I want? Do I want all this cash up front and then get addicted to having the cash and then I need to, you know what I'm saying? And then I need to service the deal for three years without seeing a dime. Yep. Or do I actually prefer to have the cash trickle in over time?
0: Time value okay. money. Always cash up front.
1: Yeah. I, I, and somebody wise told me that today as well. Uh, my uh, intuition was kind of thinking, you know, maybe I just want to get what I'm paying, what I'm uh, giving value for right now. Uh, anyway, by the way, from revenue recognition perspective, you can't recognize it.
0: Well, yeah, but you can still reinvest it. That's the whole point of a SaaS company. You can reinvest it quicker and drive faster growth
1: good point. So again, uh, it's good. We're having this discussion. Maybe it'll change how I price these new Uh, deals.
0: I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to change you or convince you. I'm just, you know, it's helpful to understand how you think about this. So look, Hey, we're out of time. I do want to kind of summarize here though. So you mentioned the biopharma deals kind of between 80 and $90,000 kind of year one kind of contract values. You mentioned you close, caught three of those, four of those in the past six to 12 months. So if I take kind of four times 80,000, you can kind of back into 320 grand in revenue there from that line. And you said that makes it about fifty percent of your revenue stream. So if I double that, the licensing side, if it also makes about three twenty million, it's fair to say you guys are what around six hundred or seven hundred grand per year right now in, in value. Uh,
1: I'm not. Go- I'm not going to. Uh, uh, I'm not going to confirm deny that right now. But I do have a problem of time because I have to be on another call.
0: Yeah, that's so fine. Are, Tal- uh, that's fine, Tal. By the way, I'm just multiplying your numbers you gave me. Uh, that's not me making any big assumptions. So. Uh, I, I, I-
1: uh, I'm not, uh, and I'm again. I'm not confirming nor denying. It's uh, we're uh, we're not revealing our full details. But well, yeah, financial but
0: Tal, just to be clear, you already said eighty to ninety thousand year one ACV, and you said three deals closed. The past, I mean, you already gave that data. So it, those would have to be uh, wrong yeah. if that number's wrong. You see what I'm saying?
1: I understand, that. Yeah, okay, very yeah. good.
0: I understand you have to go. Thanks so much, Tal, Mediavisor. Again, guys, helping you get better, more customized, more personalized information about whatever you're experiencing health-wise. 130,000 subscribers, founded in 2012, launched in really in 2013. Two revenue streams, seven full-time folks, 35 around the world, one to five million bucks raised, raising right now. Tal, thanks for taking us to the top.
1: Thank you, Nathan.